Hello, and welcome to the Soulful of It podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Raquel, and today I'm joined by Uni and Andreas as we dive into the astrology and tarot for June of 2020. If you enjoy this episode, please remember to go give us a five-star rating on iTunes and share it out with your networks. Okay, let's jump into it. Hello, you two. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello, hello. Feels good to be back. Hello, Carrie. So good to be here. I am really excited to dive into the astrology and tarot for June with you both. This episode is cosmically packed with profound movements. There is so much magic in the air. June is no joke. Mm, I can feel that. Yeah, I'm excited to dive into this one. Yeah, I mean, given the fact that we had a pretty loaded May, yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It better be magical. June yeah. be magical to us. <laughs> it will be. I promise. So before we get to the magic, just a few quick announcements for June. Uni and Andreas, you guys are still offering virtual readings, correct? Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And where can folks find you so that they can connect with you about getting a donation-based virtual reading? I think Instagram is still the best way to go for right now. We are checking our messages, still holding that support for anyone interested. So if you want to message us or just follow us on Instagram, that's at Aquarian Age. Aquarian is spelled A-Q-U-A-R-E-O-N, Age, and that's on Instagram. Yeah, and we're open to like even just check-ins too, if that's all you need. I think any way that we can be here to support the community. For sure, yeah. It's been a fun platform. We've had some really cool readings uh, where we were able to support some people throughout the past couple of weeks. And it's been really fun, you know, just trying to hold that space for everyone and being so open and chatting. So hit us up. Lovely. And then Andreas, I know that you've got an announcement and then another announcement so two announcements <laughs> yep. uh, where do you want to begin i'm full of announcements these days uh the first one is actually a shout out to my friend rebecca magic who finally published her first book um Woo! yeah i'm waiting for my mm. copy so excited for that yeah if you want you can check that out she's selling that best way to contact her is also on instagram at aquamama but the royal path activating the archetypal alliance within it's a really cool tarot book uh, that she's been working on for a while. So that project I'm super excited for. Love supporting my friends who are doing really fun stuff. So the other announcement that I was going to give was my music journey, which has been really fun. I've been using this time at home to just work on different beats, kind of remember some of the things that make me happy, that make my soul just want to dance and sing. And I'm sharing all that music with all of my peeps. If you want to follow that, that's uh, on my Instagram. Also have a SoundCloud. If you look up DJ Aloso, A-L-O-S-O, that's how you'll find some of my new mixes. And then on Instagram, if they wanted to hear your live streams, what's the Instagram for that? Aloso is my Instagram handle. That's my personal one. And that's A.L-O.S-O. We also do tarot card readings in Spanish, and uh, I could do them in French as well, just in case we had people that were limited with their language options. Oh, yeah, for sure. Actually, the last four readings we've done have been in Spanish. So it's been really fun, actually, like using the languages to connect with people and still providing support in a different language is also awesome. Native to our roots and makes it really fun. 
That's awesome. And I was going to say something cool in Spanish, but all that I could come up with was <laughs> mucho bueno, which sucks. <laughs> I'm like, what's the Spanish equivalent for like rad? Que bueno. Or is que bueno. How good. Okay. But that's a different way than like mucho bueno. Muy bueno. <laughs> or muy bueno. All right. This is turning into a Spanish lesson. And now you guys are being exposed to like how bad I am at Spanish, even though I have a BA and I went through two years of college level Spanish. <laughs> Not all of it's still here with me. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. We I need to you. do a reading with you in Spanish and maybe I'll learn something. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> that would actually be really cool. Mm -hmm. I'd probably take it in in a whole different way. Oof. Now I've got something that I need to get on the schedule. And that's what I'm doing. I have another announcement, too. I wanted to shout out my other friends, Shawnee and Maddie, who have started their own podcast, QBT Pod, which is really cool. And they're covering so many cool topics. Check them out. Love y'all. So happy that people are taking up their creativity these days and providing their voices, which we could use more of that these days. So awesome. Their clips awesome job. on Instagram are so fun. They're just hilarious. Like, yeah, they've got great personalities and yeah, very, very excited about connecting with other podcasters mm -hmm. that are local to us and your friends. And I had a little message with them back and forth and was just like, I'm so excited. Welcome <laughs> to podcasting. So yes, if you guys like this episode, like what we're doing, you like our weird and goofy personalities, you're going to love them. Mm -hmm. They're fantastic. The podcast community is really cool. It really is. There's so many great podcasts out there. Okay, so then the last announcement that we have for you guys is that the 30-day affirmation challenge is back for Affirmation Destination. Ooh. Kicking off on June 1st, going all the way through the end of the month. 30 days to shift your perspective to choose positivity. And the theme for this month and the challenge is I am... And every single day starts with I am. And the whole purpose of that is to make it short and sweet, easy to remember. It's actually a great affirmation challenge format for somebody who's never done it before. I would say especially because it's so open and inviting with its simplicity. Mm. Yeah. And when you're using those I am statements, it's very rooting. It is. There's a whole lot to be said about like the origins and... The magic behind the words I am, but mm -hmm. you're affirming a lot of power in yourself when you use those words. For sure. There's so much magic in words and, you know, they, they more or less are like spells when we're putting our minds to use and dissect communication and language in that way. And something as simple as I am literally can be so powerful. And whatever you decide to put at the end of that will surely become the energy you experience. So I am excited <laughs> <laughs> so good and just uh, as a little geek side note there is some languages that don't have the verb to be what yeah okay i'm gonna i'm gonna need like a one-on-one -on -one about that because that is so interesting yeah mm -hmm. take it from someone who speaks five languages uni, yeah, true uni uh, has some really awesome food for thought there yeah uni would definitely know <laughs> wonderful Okay, so that's all that we've got for you guys as far as announcements go. And before we jump into the astrology for June, Uni, I would love if you would introduce the cards that we pulled and tell us a little bit more about them. Okay, the first card that I had pulled was the Three of Wands. The Three of Wands has a guy standing over a cliff looking at a shoreline with like boats in the distance. 
And that card really at its most simplest form is about you reaching this point in the journey where you've accomplished so much, but now you're seeking for new knowledge. And it's almost like this beautiful intersection of being a lifelong learner and also somebody who is already skilled in their own skill set. The second card which I pulled was the devil. And the devil has obviously this demonic looking creature sitting there shirtless. (laughs) (laughs) This demonic furry creature. (laughs) With like chicken legs, like roosting on a pole while these two naked individuals stand before him chained up to the pole. The devil has to do at its most basic form about the self-imposed limitations that we put on ourselves. And the third card I pulled was Justice, and Justice has this being sitting in front of a red tapestry holding these scales and a sword, and this card really is about being with what is in this moment in order for you to make your next step. There's so much to dive into with those cards. So much meaning there that's going to come up and tie in nicely to everything we have lined up. Which brings me to the first transit that we got going on. It's on the 5th of June, which is also my younger brother's birthday. So happy birthday, Adrian. But um, June 5th, full moon, Sagittarius, lunar eclipse. This is happening right now in Gemini season. And full moons are always my favorite time of the, the month. I say that because I'm learning to really appreciate them more. They usually bring up a lot. This full moon in particular is going to be much about Expansion and contraction, which is a very beautiful theme that comes up in this Gemini Sagittarius polarity. And both these signs rule this expansive state of wanting to learn more and grow and be able to think of all the beautiful details that make up the satisfied picture. Now, Sagittarius is more forward thinking in the larger picture, whereas Gemini rules the lower mind of that environment. And it's mostly all the little details that make up the bigger picture. So this full moon is a beautiful time to allow for life to just allow you to see for yourself through what comes up, where maybe we're needing a little bit more of an emphasis on either side of that spectrum. Could we be thinking too big, too much that doesn't allow for us to settle into the minor details of life that make it an enjoyable journey? Or are we so caught up in these little details that we're forgetting to see that there's a larger picture later on? And so this is a great time to sit with that and to kind of see what comes up. You know, this has been some very interesting times where we have learned much about ourselves, much about our values, much about where we may want to go next. And who's to say you can be feeling kind of more in the details or more in the larger picture. But either way, this full moon will allow for you to look at things a little differently and with a little bit more grace. Yeah, this full moon is It's a lot because it's a lunar eclipse and eclipses are always catalysts for growth. Mm. We will be feeling this one very strongly. And something fun to note is that this is going to close the 1212 portal that was opened on December 12th at 1212 a.m. EST. You'll note that this full moon on Friday, June 5th, is at 12, 12 p.m., and that's PST. So it is off a little bit, but it's mm-hmm. fun to think about the connection between those two. And there's a lot that has transpired in these last six months. And we're at this point now where we're halfway through the year, and I know a lot of us can't even believe that because so much has happened, and yet in some ways so little has happened. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're in a really strange spot with this. And this full moon lunar eclipse is going to bring a lot to the surface that has to do with what has transpired for you in the last six months since we had that full moon in Gemini on December 12th. Such a beautiful timeline to look back on. And six months is a good enough amount of time to really be able to do what this full moon is naturally allowing to be accessible. And that's the ability to kind of zoom out, just to zoom back in, just to kind of see where that little sweet spot is right in the middle with being able to kind of determine how it is that you want to process what's going on right now. And it kind of reminds me of of the devil card when I think of it, because the devil card in that way, it's almost like getting yourself into that part of your journey where you're being brought with this decision again on how you're going to move forward. You know, will you move forward not having sacrificed what it is that could have been needed for you to move forward more effectively or more gracefully? Or are you in this part of the cycle again where you're still kind of looking to take on much more heaviness than you really need to. There's so much heaviness already going on in the world. How can you soften that load? How can you soften that heaviness so that you can be more present with the options that are at hand right now? So you can choose the path that will allow you to feel more happiness and more gracefulness. Mm, I like that a lot. And it also has very much like this three of wands energy because you're coming up to this place now where you've had this little review period, which is coming from the justice card because you're sitting with what is. And I think right before there's a major expansion, there's always a little bit of like fight back and there's some contraction going on. And the wands is really lighting that fire under your ass for you to like really find the initiation to keep moving forward. And that justice card is reminding you that if you're trying to make yourself move in the world in such a way that it is in highest alignment with yourself, you have to observe what is around you in order to find where the change needs to be in applying yourself that way. That's the only way that you can move through the devil successfully because the devil will invite you to get lost in this contraction phase, but you have that fiery energy of the wands to help you initiate and get that energy moving and out. And it is Gemini season. So, of course, we're going to have a lot of balance and the expansion contraction that Andreas and you and both of you were talking about is super present. And we're also going to have a little bit of a challenge because we have Mars forming a square to the lunar eclipse, which is going to bring our attention to the actions we have or have not taken since that full moon portal opened back in December. If you haven't followed through on what you were desiring six months ago, if you haven't spoken your truth, if you haven't yet made that one small change to your daily routine that you know would change everything, it's not too late. And on this lunar eclipse, you may feel inspired to take that action that you haven't yet taken. With Mars squaring the lunar eclipse, that means it's also in a square to the sun because the sun and the moon are opposite when the moon is full. Plus, we have Mars forming a square to Venus, who is still retrograde and also conjunct the sun in Gemini. Translation, we are highlighting our communications and partnerships which have likely been tested during this Venus retrograde period. One word of advice since we're navigating so much Gemini magic, write out what you want to say, but sleep on it. If you want to call someone up and tell them what you need to get off your chest, I suggest that you record a voice memo first. 
I say this as a fiery Sagittarius Gemini rising person, (laughs) that it's important to remember that we can't take back the words we speak in moments of anger, heartbreak, or grief. Yes, we are hungry for the answers to the questions that we've had in our hearts the past six months, and we may feel passionate about advocating for our desires with the potential to become argumentative. Since we've got these squares, Mars is forming in so much Gemini energy with us still, and speaking one's mind is an especially easy thing to do during Gemini season, but timing is still a thing. And I guarantee you'll be happier with what you speak after you've taken those thoughts and feelings for a walk and truly heard them out yourself first before going and sharing them. And because we're in the midst of an eclipse, emotions are likely to be heightened. This eclipse will visit us as an awakening. Whether that's a rude awakening or not is really going to depend on the progress that we did or did not make in the last six months. And I'm talking about progress based on our own personal goals, not those that are projected upon us by others. I feel like that's an important thing to bring to attention because that's absolutely prevalent. And all of that isn't to discourage anyone because now more than ever is a time to acknowledge how far you have come. And that absolutely is that three of wands energy coming in to support the fact that you climbed those mountains and you put in that work. And sure, you're just now realizing that there are many more mountains to climb, but that doesn't take away from what you've already accomplished or the fact that you're where you are and there's always magic to be found in the moment. Mm -hmm. And we are in Gemini season as well. And Gemini is connected to the lover's card and the lover's card is the lower octave of the devil. And given that, it's so easy for us to really lose ourselves in the outside perspectives and not really take into account how the outside is affecting the inside. And when we go into that autopilot mode, that is when we become really stuck on those limitations. That is the devil sticking his ugly little face. (laughs) I mean, ugly legs, dude. I didn't realize he had chicken legs until you pointed it out. Yeah, it's a thing. that, That is the devil like showing up and trying to keep you small. He is ruled by Capricorn as well. And Capricorn wants to climb all the damn mountains. Does it need to climb all the mountains? Probably not, but (laughs) it's in their nature. So I think this is like really necessary for you to be in that justice energy, to find that balance, to be able to recognize and be truly honest with yourself and say, hey, I bow to the teacher in me and uh, I'm still a student. Hmm, So good. So good. Yeah. This Gemini season, man, it's I'm ready for it to be over, yo. <laughs> I'm ready for the waters. Bring in the cancer energy. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Buckle in, though, because we going to be in this Gemini. I know. Still vibe. for a bit. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. It ain't going nowhere fast. That's for sure. Gemini, Gemma, you, Gemma, we. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Gemini land, bitch. <laughs> Welcome aboard. For real, the Gemini land of uh, Venus desires. <laughs> mm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Okay, so the next transit that we've got that is noteworthy is, of course, I'm sure you guys are so excited about this. I know I am. Ooh, it's a shift. Woo! On Wednesday, June 17th, we're going to have Mercury in Cancer turning retrograde. Mm. Just when we think we've got enough retrogrades going on, it's once again time to welcome back the Mercury retrograde season. And the first thing that comes to mind is... How was that last Mercury retrograde for you? 
That was from February 16th to March 9th. And Mercury visited both Aquarius and Pisces, spent most of its time in Pisces, but also had a touch of Aquarius at the end. And this time around, Mercury is only going to be in the waters of Cancer, which for me translates as we're going to have a lot of very deeply emotional things come to the surface because that is what Cancer is all about, digging deep. So yeah, how was that last Mercury retrograde for you guys? Honestly, I don't really remember it as much. I'm like trying to remember those days and it that was kind of still towards the end of our birthday month and I think it was pretty fluid. It was, it was busy. pretty solid. Um yeah, February then the February was pretty good. I do know that with this Mercury retrograde though, I'm kind of excited of it being in Cancer. I think you know, if it had to be in a sign during a retrograde period, which again, retrograde not having to always be like a negative connotation, but just reflection period, time to like reevaluate, reassess, uh, redefine. Cancer is a, a great place to do that because it brings you home. It brings you back to your core. It brings you back to what truly matters, what you're truly feeling. So, yeah, you might have like a lot of emotional flare ups or triggers or whatever. But the sign of cancer is almost like very protective of that. So I know for myself, experiencing that cancer energy, like with this retrograde, it's like, sure, I might get triggered or I might feel a little sensitive about something. But when I bring it back home and when I choose to observe what it is that I'm being triggered by or how I'm going to respond to it, it makes it very soothing and comforting to know that I will be in a space to nurture my heart. You know, that's the that's the time right there. That retrograde period is how you do that. You access that energy by observing yourself and seeing how it is that you are being triggered and you don't judge yourself. You have to nurture that inner child within yourself. And that's what cancer is all about. The inner child, the upbringing, the, the home base. How is your home base structured? And this is a great time right now to ask yourself that because you can create such a comfortable space in your home. I mean, Hell, I've been DJing in my boxers and I'm like having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> so bring it on, retrograde. And looking cute. <laughs> it's that sacred space within. Mm. So since Mercury rules Virgo and Gemini, there's a connection there too. And you could tell like with uh, Virgo being connected to the hermit and the hermit being very much about going in and really like getting into your pace, which is tending for yourself to show up for yourself to know that you need to shift something within in order to like make a shift without and that again is what's going to help you be able to more effectively relay this information to others so that you are not accidentally like triggering them or getting uh, a wrong interpretation of the message that you're trying to send and i think that is connected to the lovers as well being in gemini season and being gemini's card yeah. And that makes me think about choice. Whenever I think about the lovers, I think about the choices that we are making. And with this opportunity to deepen our nourishment of ourselves and our souls, now is the time to begin looking to the shore for who and what will bring you joy when the next storm comes rolling in. Now is the time to create and cultivate that sacred space that you hold as you begin shedding your armor or in the case of the cancer, we might say shedding your shell. Mm. And we've said it before, and I think it's always worth mentioning again. What are you consuming? I'm talking about media, food, music, conversations, liquids, old stories you tell yourself about yourself, 
or about others or about your past or future or about your potential or your worthiness, etc. Like what are you affirming day in and day out? We believe the stories we tell ourselves on repeat. So make sure that what you're repeating, be it a story or a habit, that it's actually worth repeating. And if you don't know how to tell if it's worth repeating or not, ask yourself if the story you're telling yourself is one you'd tell another person. Ask yourself if the habit you're holding on to, perhaps to shield yourself from processing the deep feelings that will inevitably arise during this transit, is one that you'd suggest another person hold on to were they walking in your shoes. This is all absolutely part of the devil's offer. Either you can keep doing what you've always done and believing what you've always believed, or you can choose to liberate yourself from the invisible confines of yourself. Set the phone down. Turn the news off. Delete the app. Block the number of the person you know needs to take a hike. Do what you know you need to do. And just because you haven't done it doesn't mean that you have a reason that you shouldn't. Don't let the, quote, I should have done this sooner storyline derail you from doing what you need to do now. Start small, but start today. As I'm saying this, you likely know exactly what I'm talking about that strikes a chord for you in your life. So how can you harmonize with that? How can you lean into the rhythms of your own life? And in order to like do that, you need to sit with it, look at it. And I just noticed something right now, uh, at least on the Rider Waite deck, that three of wands guy, it's totally the magician and the devil has a connection to the magician as far as Mercury is concerned. And that being that you have to take action. It's not something that's going to just happen. It's something that has to be decided on and that you have to make and take a choice born out of love. That's where you bring will and love together. And that's how you power through. So Justice card itself connects me to this energy shifting of Mercury and Cancer after having been in Mercury and Gemini because it's giving us that experience there to feel the yin and the yang between ourselves. Gemini being a masculine energy and having been sitting in a lot of Gemini energy for a while, especially with it being in Venus for so long, it's like the core of our desires, the core of where we're seeking fulfillment has been very Gemini themed. And on top of that, you throw in Mercury, having been in Gemini, there's almost this bold, assertive kind of an energy that goes with how we've been collecting information, how we've been sharing it, how we've been distributing it. And here we're getting this opportunity to cultivate this energy of the justice card to kind of sit with the scales and sit within the balance of ourselves with it now shifting into a more softer approach with how we're exchanging information, acquiring information, sharing information. With it going in cancer, it's, it's giving us an opportunity to soften how we're taking on so much of this need to communicate what we're communicating, how we're communicating it. And so we're getting that reflection point there to be able to kind of find the middle path, you know, because you don't have to be so aggressive and so hard with what you're trying to share, just as you don't have to be so sensitive as well. There's like a beautiful in-between point right there that you can access what the energy of justice card represents, regardless of it being eight or 11. Amen to that. <laughs> Right after we have the Mercury retrograde period beginning that next weekend on Saturday, the 20th, wooey, it's the longest day of the year, y'all. And it is, it's packed. This summer solstice on the 20th of June is lit. (laughs) 
for real. So this Saturday, not only do we have the summer solstice, it's also the day that the sun is going to move into cancer, kicking off cancer season. And we also have the new moon solar eclipse in cancer taking place on this day as well. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, there's just so much to unpack here. We can start by saying that the first six months of the year didn't go the way that any of us planned. Right. And this cosmically powerful day is here to offer us a hand saying, yes, things aren't always fair. And yes, things aren't always fun. But what we focus on, we find. So what would you like to find? What seed can you plant today on this supercharged, eclipse-tastic new moon that you can perhaps harvest in six months' time when 2020 is laid to rest? Which I think we're all really excited about. <laughs> hmm. It's great because it's the start of summer, mm-hmm. but it is also the end of the first four astrological signs. So you think there's 12 in total, and you divide that 12 evenly we're finishing up the first four signs so it it goes fire earth air water and then fire earth air water again and we're tying that up we're tying that up with this cancer energy it's a great time again to like go back to your roots go back to your core go back to that inner existence and right at the start of summer you know and it's gonna be one hell of an interesting ass summer y'all (laughs) Yeah. And with it being a new moon solar eclipse in cancer, it really might have a highlight on home things, on home, on family, on roots, where you came from. Mm. And since we have the Mercury retrograde going on at this point and Venus is still retrograde at this point as well, Mm. you might literally be hearing from family. You might be hearing from friends. You might be hearing from your roots like people Mm. might be knocking at your door. Don't be surprised by that. This is like the craziest time to restructure everything, like everything that has ever meant anything as far as like what we usually celebrate in the summers and things that we learned as kids as being how we spend our summers. Like, y'all, we're getting the most free summer right now to really choose how we want to engage in it this time around and how we're going to create new sentimental value to how we're going to experience summer by redefining and restructuring how it was originally started in our youth. Mm, Powerful. That's some of that devil energy right there, because if you don't like in order to see that, you have to rise above the devil. And yes, the Rider Waite also has a third eye on the devil. That third eye is actually his ability to focus in on the goal. He can block out all the distractions and like make shift happen. But he has to get above himself and like break free from the confines and limitations of his own mind. Mm. Looking at the devil now and trying to see how that weaves into this super powerful day, it's just the start of summer. So again, it's like the devil card might represent how our stubbornness may want to view and choose to reminisce on what summers used to mean or this summer might not be the same because I'm not going to be able to do the same exact things that I look forward to every year during summer. But lean into that like, both the three of wands energy as well as the justice energy. And you'll realize that this summer is just as beautiful as every other one that you've had because of the fact that it's still happening. It's present. And you're being gifted this beautiful opportunity to rise above some of these like kind of petty ideas of like being too bummed out that you can't do what you're normally used to doing. You know, what if everything that you ever did every summer 
before this summer was hollow and a distraction. Maybe. Or what if like everything you've ever done every summer prior to this was maybe one of the coolest summers you've ever had, but that still allows for all those other summers to have been its own unique thing and still choosing to go into this time around with so much presence that you're not bringing in any of the heaviness into it. You're allowing it to just kind of be a summer. It's an opportunity to create a new tradition, maybe. Mm -hmm. And you're allowing the fire of those wands to burn away the remnants of the past to let something new initiate. And I'd also like to point out that also the devil is the first of the portal of like restorative cards that are dealing with more soul growth. So summer's coming. Yeah. The summer, the eternal summer within. And like I saw something about it being 92 degrees next week. Y'all, you'll let me tell you right now, you will never hear me be one of those people that are like, oh, I love summer. No, 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 no. I enjoy <laughs> summer. I'm learning to love it a little bit more. But I see 92 degrees on that forecast and I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> so, yes, the devil is here. <laughs> yeah, we know he's here because it's getting hot. Hell in yeah. Here. yeah. <laughs> I only like to look at summer. <laughs> yeah. On a postcard. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are great. I love it. Something I did want to mention as far as aspects on this day. We have what's called a quincux, which is a 150 degree angle between the new moon solar eclipse in Cancer and Saturn in Aquarius. This aspect is creating an opportunity for adjustment between our obligations and our desires. If anything is off balance on this supercharged day, you won't be able to deny or ignore it. Create a list of what really matters and be ruthless in prioritizing what on your to-do list actually qualifies for your time, energy, and attention. Discernment isn't easy, but it's a lesson we're all here on this planet to dance with. This is a great day to get very clear and intentional about what the remainder of the year holds for you. There's a difference between setting a goal and creating an attachment. And by leaning into the wisdom we find in the justice card, we can set ourselves up to succeed without attaching our emotions or dreams to any expectations. If you need a little inspiration, get out into nature, spend some time with folks that fill your soul up. Just remember that summer solstice is a magical time for communities to come together. And I hope you're able to celebrate it in whatever way feels best for you mm. at a social distance. <laughs> I love that. Love it so much. Especially, too, because uh, some tarot decks don't call justice justice. They call it adjustment because technically that's all you're ever doing is readjusting to whatever situation you're coming to contact with. Hmm. Recalibrating, per se. Yeah, for sure. And then the day after summer solstice, new moon, solar eclipse, and cancer, cancer season beginning, we have Father's Day on Sunday the 21st. Just wanted to mention that and own that we didn't mention Mother's Day last month. Sorry, Mom. I love you. <laughs> yeah, that's just because we were too busy, like, sending out so much love and calling all the mothers that we know. I know for me every year, it's like, oh, there's so many of them. For real. So, yeah. Yeah, they still got the love from us. Yeah. But they didn't get the shout out. So we're going to give them a shout out now. And also shout out to the moms who are fathers. Okay, Because yeah, that's up. straight up a thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I know I celebrated Father's Day with my mom before. And 
yeah, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for Father's Day with my mom this year and my dad. I mean, that's it's for everybody. It's Parents' Day. Mm -hmm. So shout out to the folks who raised us or the folks who put up with us. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, for real. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your grace. And then on Monday, the 22nd, we have Neptune joining the retrograde party. Es una fiesta. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And this is really a good time to tune into your dreams. That's what I always like to think about with the Neptune retrograde. You know, who is appearing in your dreams at night? Are you having repetitive dreams? Are you maybe interested in exploring lucid dreaming? Neptune's retrograde period is a great and lengthy time to spend exploring your dreams both in the literal as you sleep at night sense and also in the philosophical what would I like my life to look like a year from today type of sense. With these outer planet retrograde transits, it's always best to look at your own chart to figure out how it's going to impact you. We know that Neptune is in Pisces, so where is Pisces in your chart? For example, in my chart, I have my moon in Pisces, and when I look for Pisces in my chart, I see that's where my midhaven is, aka the 10th house. The 10th house rules career and public life, and with Neptune and Pisces until 2026, I know that this transit is going to have an important impact on my career, and with all of the upcoming Neptune retrograde periods that will take place from now until then, I will be invited to deepen my passions and build a stronger foundation for my public persona and life. So here's some homework for you. Look up your chart. You can go to somewhere like astro.com. They're great. Or another website and look for where you've got Pisces in your chart. This will help you discover the magic of this retrograde period and each that follows until Neptune graduates from its home sign of Pisces into a rebirth in Aries later on in the decade. Yeah. So this energy is kind of like showing itself in a way that can allow for us to see where we may be putting a bigger emphasis on this kind of like idealistic, dreamy type of way to look at something. And if it's in a retrograde, then you can interpret that as life or time asking for us to show up a little bit with accountability on where it is that we might be putting a a wishful thinking that is going beyond idealistic perspectives and maybe hindering the openness for things to be more expansive. And so, yeah, the great, great insight with what you were saying as far as like looking to Pisces to see where that is. Because like, for instance, with me, I have Venus in Pisces. So that could mean that during this time, I might want to look out for possibly putting a higher expectation on having idealistic perspectives on the way that I seek desire, the way that I seek fulfillment within my personal relationships. A great time to maybe focus a little bit more on the other side of the spectrum, which is my own personal dreams or things that I want to contribute my time to that allow for me to feel that I'm being creatively flourished in that sense so yeah good overall just to always kind of check in with yourself to see where you might be having these like inspirational dreamy ways of looking at things or where you might be emphasizing too much on those as idealistic perspectives that are just kind of making things heavier than they need to be just drop that shit neptune also has a lot to do with illusions 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kind of coming to light with what is real, you know, what is what's really here, which is justice versus the devil maybe being in your ear telling you, well, that's how you acted that time. So you should act that way again. And it's like, no, maybe, you know, better than that. You know, maybe you know where you've come and you know where you're going or you have a sense. So can we rebuild the pattern to be something that supports us, Mm -hmm. something that supports the dreams that we have, something that tells the illusions, frankly, that they can fuck off. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Cutting them away with that sort of justice, the sort of truth. Absolutely. So finally, right, we're going to be having Venus and Gemini going direct. Yeah! On the 24th. Y'all, I've been waiting for this day since I remember us having the episode mentioning that it was going retrograde and I was cringing and it's finally almost here. (laughs) Yeah, so excited for Venus to go direct, although it is important to note that it will have a shadow period that will last until about the end of July. And that it'll still be in Gemini energy for a little bit while longer too, which is, you know, I think by now... I don't know about y'all, but I'm getting kind of like adaptable, I guess, with this Gemini Venus energy. It's like I'm kind of settling into it. It's four months in total. So it's kind of like uh, yoga. You know, sometimes you have to settle into the pose. Mm-hmm. And that is totally what we are being asked to do as far as all this Gemini energy. Mm-hmm. Or it's kind of like how I've been looking at music. Like I've just been working so much on music that the more I work on it, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm warming up, y'all. I'm getting comfy here. (laughs) Shadows are okay, you know, that's part of the duality. And just because we are humans living in this current, like, physical incarnation, we may not be aware of it because we feel that we're separate from Source, but on a subconscious level, we're always striving to be connected back to it. And that requires us to look at the shadows and integrate it as we try to move forward and onward. Yeah. And remember that, you know, shadows can only be casted by the light that's within yourself. So anything that appears as a shadow is just a perspective change on just redirecting more of an observation on yourself. Yeah. And regardless of when you're listening to this episode, maybe you're listening to it right away at the beginning of June or mid-month, or maybe you're even listening to it on the day that Venus is going to go direct in Gemini on the 24th. It's a really great time to ask yourself, did love return? Did those old wounds or patterns resurface how did they resurface did the person who ghosted you reappear whatever transpired for you in the past six weeks since venus retrograde began on may 13th is now being brought to light and with the shadow period of this transit lingering until the end of july and venus and gemini until early august we begin to unravel what we learned and embrace who we have become Take a deep breath because this retrograde period is over, but don't assume that means that you'll understand the lessons right away. Everything we consume takes time to digest. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) It sure does. I'll tell you that. (laughs) You were, when you were like talking about like, you know, did this happen in the six weeks or whatever? All I can think about too is like the question of, did I re-engage with myself? this past couple of weeks and yeah you know i think i remember that was one of the things that stuck out that i think uni had mentioned while we were talking about going into retrograde you know like 
are you going to engage with yourself in a new way this time? Are you going to dig back up those old passions, those old hobbies, those old projects that you knew you were just needing the right moment or time for to explore more? And like, yeah, I think that was probably what I took the most out of this Venus retrograde cycle was really putting an emphasis on just having the effort cultivated to be able to explore these different parts of myself and re-engage with myself. Yeah, it's nice when you are able to identify a pattern or something else that existed for yourself prior. And instead of like going into the spiral of, oh my God, again, like how could I be so stupid? How could this like, how could I make the same decision? How can I make the same mistake to go like, oh, hmm, I noticed it. Like just to be able to be like, wow, fuck, I noticed it. Mm -hmm. Like that is progress. And we forget that progress can be so fucking subtle Mm -hmm. and giving ourselves that second chance to re-engage with things and to make the mistake twice but like maybe then you won't make it three times well and that's the symbology with the devil card so the devil card in its lower octave on the same storyline that the major arcanum follows is the lover's card and the way that you get down to that is by taking the number of the devil within the major arcanum, breaking down that double digit and seeing what it breaks down to on a single digit number. And so it brings you back to the lovers. That exactly right there explains what you just said about going through decisions, because that's what the lovers represents is the two paths, the decisions, making that decision maybe getting to that next time around where you're like, damn it, I'm at this crossroad again. Like, how did I get here? That's the devil card is that second point where you can then continue to choose the same way that'll bring you back into that loop or free yourself from those chains that are being depicted in the imagery of the devil. Because that couple that is standing there in front of the devil with those chains that appear to be around their ankles isn't truly locked there's still that freedom. There's still that option to be able to make a decision and go forward. And that same couple is the same couple that appears in the lover's card. Mm, There's a lot of connections here. And while you were saying that, it made me realize that, of course, we have the three of wands. So we know that's a three. But if we look at the devil card in the traditional Smith Rider weight, we have two people and a devil. That's three. Mm. And if we look at the justice card, we have two pillars and a being in the Mm -hmm. middle and that's also three which makes me think with all of this energy building we're halfway through the year it's like the way you've always done things and the way you expect that you will move forward those are two options allow the third option to appear before you and there is so much power in just allowing allow things to come to you allow yourself to acknowledge and bow down to and surrender to what has been to create space for what will be because the future isn't fixed. Mm-hmm. We're still creating it. Mm-hmm. And that number energy of three is beautiful. Like it brings me back to childhood. Perfect timing for, you know, cancer season. But I remember being in school and learning the Vesica Pisces and how beautiful that was to have seen these two circles come together to create that middle space. And that's literally what we are. We are the embodiment of heaven on earth. We are the embodiment of the middle path. Like we as humans have the ability to do that and to stay neutral and find a beautiful blend of both ends of the spectrum. We are a Venn diagram of our own divinity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also the Trinity. And you have to move through the threes to get to the fours. And the fours are more expansive. Structure. Mm -hmm. 
we're headed there. It'll be interesting to see what cards we pull for July. Mm -hmm. I'm already excited about it. Same. So after we have Venus going direct in Gemini, ending the retrograde period, we have Mars in Pisces entering Aries. And this is going to take place on Saturday, the 27th. Mars loves being in Aries. And the desire to take action is going to be especially strong at the end of June and then carrying out for the rest of the year. We are all ready to kindle and tend to our own inner fires. What a three of wands transit this is. And we're going to be in this Mars and Aries energy for the remainder of the year as the Mars Ooh. retrograde period begins in September, ending in November, prolonging the transit until 2021 when Mars will graduate from Aries and move into Taurus. This day we could say is the spark as the journey of this transit is really only just beginning. Mm. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Spark. So first thing I want to say is you just pointed out that this is going to be an energy that's going to be with us for a little bit of time. So I'm not going to go too into it right now because we'll have lots to cover about it in other episodes. But one of the most important things that stuck out to me in realizing that this transit is going to be so lengthy is noticing that, yes, Mars and Aries, it's at home. And with that, there can be the advantage of tapping into that connection and using these next few months to really stay diligent with your path, with being self-persevering, with pioneering, with taking the initiative, with moving forward. And I also wanted to point out that comfort itself can sometimes be our biggest lesson and our biggest teacher for us to break out of that traditional way of feeling like we need to do things a specific way. So a beautiful opportunity to be that middle space in that Venn diagram because this is going to be a lengthy transit. And again, just because it's going to be in its comfortable sign, that's a great time right there to look out for the most obvious of signs that you may be soaking a little bit into your comfort and find that middle path for yourself to just trailblaze ahead the next few months. And if you can't find it, be open to it just appearing. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you don't have to go looking for things. Sometimes they just come to your door. And if you just open your eyes, we, we were talking about that last episode, just open mm -hmm. your eyes and be surprised what you will see. Yeah. And if you're blind, you got a third eye. Okay. So <laughs> lean into that. I'm trying to include everybody in this. For sure. And that energy again, you know, Aries energy, very pioneering, very forward looking and so much so to the point where you can have tunnel vision. You can see that light at the end of the tunnel, but always remember that you have your peripherals there to also guide you. And as much as you can look ahead at that light at the end of the tunnel, you need to be able to look left and right to see what it is that you may be missing on the sides as well while being so focused on getting to that end of the tunnel. Beautiful. Balance. And the final transit that we are going to chat about is... Jupiter and Pluto forming the second of three conjunctions in Capricorn this year. This is on Tuesday, June 30th. The last time they met was on April 4th, and they're going to meet for the third time on November 12th. And this is all ahead of the great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn that I mentioned before, which happens in December. So we've got a lot of buildup happening with this dance between these outer planets. And we're at the second round of this powerful conjunction between Jupiter and Pluto. And Jupiter, the planet of great expansion, stretches out everything it touches. This is expansion meeting power and transformation. 
We are all becoming aware of what structures, authority figures, systems, these are all very Capricornian things that need to be changed or updated or burnt down and completely rebuilt. On a personal note, we're all being asked to step into our own power, to take the reins of our own lives. With this conjunction occurring right after the summer solstice, it really is a great time to pause and look at where you've come from and check that against where you're going. Are you on track for what you want to achieve, grow, or become? Between now and the next time that Pluto and Jupiter meet in November, we have this incredible opportunity to redirect ourselves if we have gotten off the path that we intend to travel. Whew. Mind you, justice will bring that karma if you stray a little too far off that path. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> mm, yeah. Again, there goes that energy of three again, that magical middle space, that realm of like choosing the middle path and being in the middle of that Vesica Pisces. And, you know, this being the second conjunction is giving that opportunity to reflect on that and make that connection yet again. Yes. Wow, y'all. So we got a pretty uh, awesome astrologically heavy tarot supported month (laughs) yeah we did it guys there's a lot of potent magic in the air this june and i encourage you to come back and listen to this episode again if you know you're getting through the month and you are thinking oh wait when did venus go direct is that now like oh what does that mean for me if you don't remember like come back revisit Like, this is always going to be here. The Mm -hmm. podcast isn't going anywhere. And I also recommend, like, going back to other episodes and having another go with those and see how how do those relate to, like, how everything went for you, you know? And and just review and and take that time to check in with yourself. Because Mm. that's really what this is about. Astrology, tarot, it's all about life. It's all about you. And speaking of, thank you. Thanks for supporting us. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being awesome. We love you guys so much. We know that you're all over the world. We think that's so cool. And we're really grateful to have you here with us. And Uni, Andreas, again, always such a delight to collaborate with both of you. Mm-hmm. You're so crazy smart. I learn so much from both of you. Every time I'm in your presence, my brain grows. Mm-hmm. I might need a bigger head at some point <laughs> if we can keep this up because it's just growing and growing in, in your presence. And I'm just... I'm beyond honored to get to share this space with you and collaborate with you both on such a deeply spiritual level that is unlike anything else. Thank you for the kind words. We love you. Likewise. It's definitely been beautiful just having had all this time to be experiencing already the magical energy of three. Like the three of us get in here and we just take turns just hopping into that little middle space there and hold such a beautiful space for all of our listeners. Thank you to everyone who has been listening and giving us more reasons to get back in here and record more episodes with more love and more acceptance and more openness for there to be more expansion. So thank you, Carrie, for having such an awesome project and for having brought us on. I mean, I've grown so much over these episodes and it's been beautiful. And thanks to our listeners. Really appreciate y'all. Say hi sometime. <laughs> yeah, feel free to hit us up. We've got Union Andreas at Aquarian Age with an E-O-N at Aquarian. And then at Soul Full of It, if you want to connect with me, we would love to hear from you. And thanks again. We'll be back next month for July. The good news is that July's astrology is a lot more mild 
So you will have some time to digest all of this shit that's going down in June. (laughs) Beautiful. And if y'all need any beats or tunes and want to dance it up, go follow my page. I'll be setting up uh, different live sets and recorded sets kind of uh, often. I mean, man, it's been like a week and I've already done like 15 sets. So it's going to be the soundtrack to my summer. That's for sure. (laughs) Excited for that. All right. And that's all that we've got for you guys this month. Thanks so much for tuning in. We love you guys. We're so grateful for you and can't wait to catch up with you next month for July's episode. We'll see you then. Well, much love. Thank you. Tschüss. Bye.